Storm Bowling Products, the Bowler's Company presents the Storm Collegiate Spotlight with Steve Klimkin and Tim Berg. Storm's Executive Director of Marketing and Above180.com's Tim Berg are going to introduce a variety of collegiate players, coaches, and key people involved in promoting the sport of bowling. Now, here's Coach K and Tim Berg. Joining us today on the Storm Collegiate Spotlight Podcast is Josie Barnes. Josie is the assistant coach at Vanderbilt University. She has two PWBA titles. Josie, it's Tim Berg and Coach Casey of Clemkin here. Thanks for joining us today. Yeah, no problem. All right, well, let's. Uh, we thought we'd begin the interview. You bowled, you bowled and you're a coach at Vanderbilt, but let's talk about you, you recently just won your second PWBA title, the East Hartford Open. Let's talk about that title and, and, and going through and reading some of the releases. That title was really special to you. Yeah, you know, I think anyone's goal that come out comes out here is obviously to win a title. Uh, you know, and I was fortunate in 2016 to win one uh, in Rochester. Uh, but sometimes with as hard as we work out here, you're like, man, was that just a fluke? I felt like last year uh, was actually probably my best year, top to bottom. I cashed in every event, uh, made a couple top 12s, but nothing ever really, like, gained speed, I guess. So, you know, at the end of it, it's just like – well, did I did I really earn the first one? I don't know, you know. So um, winning the second one and, and doing it the way I did, I, I've never felt, and I don't know why, but uh, that long patterns were my strength. Uh, I, I've always felt like I actually could get it done a little better on short. But, uh, you know, so, so to do it that way, um, you know, just really meant a lot. One of the other cool things, too, is you actually went through, you, you, you were the number four seed for the stepladder, so and then you were able yeah. to climb the matches so kind of walk us through that a little bit what was that like yeah you know I've I've never been fortunate enough to lead an event um but it's kind of the same thing that I teach my kids all the time you just want an opportunity to win a title and so you're kind of just looking one step ahead all the time instead of big picture for me um so you know it was one of those things that I I basically had to fill 10 in the 10th to make the show um and once I got to that point it was okay, like take it one match at a time. Let's win the first one and then we'll look at the second one. And, you know, just kind of taking it one by one because, you know, if I'm thinking about winning a title in, in match one, well, I'm, I'm getting the fourth place check. Um, you know, so I was very, um, I guess, short-sighted in the idea of what my goals were, but just kind of taking it step by step. And um, and you also talk about how you had, at, in the Queens, you had, you missed a spare and Liz ended up striking out to beat yeah. you. How are you, how are you planning or have you already been using that as part of like a coaching technique to girls? You can't miss spares when you're out there and how one spare can, can cost you, you know, cost you a match or cost you a, right. a, a lot. I think it's any coach's goal who has competed to be able to pass along uh, the lessons you've learned personally to your kids. And it really means something to them. And so hopefully that they don't, have to go through some of the same pains, I guess, uh, that, that you've gone through. And so, yeah, I feel like I have to be very open about talking about it because I do get on my kids a lot, you know, especially about the spare thing, because that's something you can control. You know, I can't control what the other person's doing, but I can close a, a frame and gosh darn it, I can close a single pin frame. And so, you know, I, it was very frustrating when I, I got ahead of myself because it's the same thing that I test my kids on all the time. But if I can't be open and honest with them about that, like, I'm human too, and, and I did screw this up. And 
gosh darn it, I kicked myself in the butt for it. You know, I, I spent a week playing it over and over and over again. And how would I go back and do it differently? So yeah, it has to be a lesson for them. And one that I hope that they don't have to go through that pain in, in a similar situation, because you don't get very many cracks at, at making a major TV show. And I think that that was one of them for me, you know, and I, I let that slip away. Well, so many things, you know, as far as like what you're talking about goes to the mental game and goes to, you know, where does your mind go during, during competitions? And you, Spent mm-hmm. a number of years on Junior Team USA and yeah. on uh, the Adult Team USA. What what kind of resources do you? Because I think we, you know, we as bowlers, a lot of us, you know, we battle a little bit of that anxiety, or you get a little bit yeah. you know, worried about uh, the tension and pressure. What kind of advice do you right. have for people who are experiencing that and wanting to better control their emotions while they're bowling? Yeah, um, I read a lot of books to help me with that. Um, I have one specific one mind gym that I read before a lot of big events because I just connect with it really well. Um, I do think you have to go through a lot of them. And I talk with this about my girls a lot because we give them a lot of material to read and some things will speak to you and some won't and don't feel bad about the things that don't, um, you know, take it for what it is and, and kind of move on. Um, but I, I think the, the second biggest key is being accountable and being honest with yourself because I very easily could have said, you know, like I think, Liz at one point, like Brooklyn in the middle of a run, well, there's, you know, I, I lost by two sticks. You're like, well, mm-hmm. okay. Like, had that not happened, but at the end of the day, I still controlled that match. Um, and so being able to say, you know, all right, like this didn't go the way I want, but when I get in this situation the next time, how is that going to look? Um, and, and just being honest about it because, you know, I am human, but I, I don't think that that frame defines, who I am as a player. And I, I think that's where, especially young girls get caught up a lot. I've, I've come to realize um, that they let one, one moment kind of define who they are as a player or as a person. And it just doesn't work like that. Regarding your coaching and your assistant coaching that you do at Vanderbilt with the women's team, I'm looking at your roster and you, you have a wide variety of girls from, from here in the United States <laughs> and then even two international players or yeah. three international players. I think yeah. it may be how, um, three. Yeah. how are you able to, how, number one, let's talk about recruiting, you know, here stateside. And then how as a coach do you recruit overseas? Uh, you know, we're blessed and with you know our budget allows us to go to some places you know like um with emily and chris we saw them both in hong kong we were able to go there for the world youth championship um but a lot of it you know it's like anything it's word of mouth um and we're lucky i think our school kind of speaks for itself it's an awesome university i think we're 14th in the country right now academically for undergrad um so we get a lot of interest that way as well um, you know, we're, we're blessed that the kids we get like to be challenged basically in all facets of their life. So it's not just a bowling thing. It's a school thing. Um, and so that helps a lot. Um, we also go to junior gold and recruit. I think that's a, a big space. And there have been so many developments over the last, I don't know, five, ten years with, you know, the, the turbo tech and the combine. And uh, it, it really allows you to see a wide range of kids from a lot of different places in one place. Hey, let's talk a little bit. Talk about academics. And uh, mm-hmm. you just had a press release that just recently came out that, that one of your players uh, was one of two bowlers nationwide during Academic All-American yeah. honors. Yeah, it was not. It, it, tell, yeah. us a, tell us about the field uh, of study, too, because they were not. These are some serious academics. Holy moly. Yeah, she's in two different engineering, biomedical and electrical. This is Chris Qua, 
Um, I think she's doing a minor too. I can't keep up with her, honestly. Like wow. she, she, uh, she's got so much going for her. She's actually also doing um, this study, research study this summer with this, um, from what I understand, like a world-renowned professor, and she's hoping to be published by the end of the summer. So incredibly, incredibly smart. Um, it, you know, it's actually funny. We always felt like she, she was awarded the Elite 90 Award um, at the national championship, which is given to, um, I think it's sophomore or above who has the highest GPA in the field. And it's been, she's the first person from Vanderbilt to ever win it because it's just incredibly hard to win. If you don't have a 4.0, um, you know, it's basically like not going to happen. Uh, mm-hmm. and so when she was announced as the winner, cause I think she has like a 3.98. All right. You couldn't hear in the building because we just went nuts. We were so ecstatic for her. Um, you know, and, the, and those are the type of kids that you, you want that understand the importance of having an education and getting that degree, but also really wanting to compete and win national titles. Josie, a few weeks back, one of your friends, Erin McCarthy, won her first PWBA title. Explain what that was like to be back and actually witness that and see her bowl and win that title. You know, it was crazy. They, they asked me to sit in the booth, um, to do some of the announcing to get some practice in in case I would ever have to do anything maybe on one of the shows. And it was probably one of the hardest things I've had to do. And I love sitting in the booth. I like doing the announcing. I think I learned a lot from that spot, but um, attempting to be uh, like not biased towards that was really hard. And, you know, I liked all the girls on the show, but Aaron's like my sister, you know, like we pick on each other and we pick each other up. Um, so that was a little difficult, but I think it was a good experience. Um, but it, it, I don't know that you could draw up a better story. You know, I, it kind of stunk that she wasn't there in Connecticut. Cause if I have someone behind me, I want it to be her if it's not my husband. Um, so not, not having them there was a little difficult, but then to turn around the next week and watch her win her first title, which I think has been so long coming, um, mm-hmm. was really, really cool. And, and final question I have for you, uh, what, mm-hmm. What exactly do you, advice you you kind of hit on spare shooting a little bit said so maybe that's a little bit underrated yeah. but what what advice do you have for the younger younger players who are you know one trying to improve their game and become a better bowler but, yeah. but two trying to find the right college or university for them so I think it's two things um, two parts if you're a trying to improve your game I think number one you need to find a reputable coach uh, because you maybe you can do it on your own. I haven't seen a whole lot of success with that with a lot of people. Um, but you need an extra set of eyes to kind of help guide you along. But I think with that, having an open mind, because I've been really blessed from, you know, the time I was on junior team USA, my, my dad had coached me and then, you know, getting to work with Rod and, uh, some of the coaches that came through that and then team USA and my collegiate career and, and being out here on tour, I've had a lot of really awesome people I've been able to work with and they don't all agree. But having an open mind and saying, I think this part could work, maybe not this one, but then I can take this from someone else, you know, and, and really being able to pick up on this is something that works for me, this is something that doesn't, but everyone has valuable input. We have so many awesome people in this industry that are willing to help. So keeping an open mind and not thinking that, you know, only one path is the right way, um, I think is important. Um, but two, with college, I think – you really have to get out and connect with the coaches because we're fortunate that, you know, I'm the assistant coach. I'm full-time. Our head coach is full-time. A lot of programs aren't 
that lucky. Um, they might have one full-time coach or even the head coach might be part-time. So if you're really interested in a university, don't be scared to contact them. Um, you know, I know some of the kids that we have in our program now, had they only sent me one email, they might not be there. But because they were continually updating me on their progress, even if I didn't respond, uh, I started looking for their name and I would check in on the tours that they were bowling and the junior goal stops just because I remembered their name. Um, you know, because there is a lot of work that we have to cover that isn't just strictly, you know, the coaching side of it with um, administrative stuff. So we keep busy. Um, but the more you can get yourself out there and say, this is what I'm interested in. Can you help me out? Um, you know, the more likely they are to respond to you. Josie, I'm interested in your thoughts now out on the PWBA. When you take a look at all your mm -hmm. competitors that you're, that you're bowling with and against, who, yeah. who sticks out to you as you're like, wow, this person, they're right up on the edge, right up on the cusp of, of winning. They're just, you know, they've had a few bad breaks or they're making shows and you can really see some improvements in their game. Is there a name or two that maybe stick out in your head? Yeah, I mean, honestly, I think there are a lot of girls out here that are, are right there. Um, you know, I think Maria being in second last, last week, um, she obviously won the Queens before the tour came back, but I think she's right there on the cusp. Um, you know, Verity has two second place finish, or sorry, three second place finishes, you know, and yeah, I, I think it's just a matter of time um, before she ends up, you know, in the winner's circle. There are a lot of uh, college girls that just graduated this year that I think will be a force to be reckoned with. So, you know, it's, it's great that we have this tour. I think in some ways only being held to like 12, 13, 14 stops really limits um, some of the girls that could potentially win or should potentially win. Um, it puts it off a little longer, I guess. Um, but gosh, there's so much talent out here. It's crazy. Hey, I, I, I know, Josie, I said I, I asked my final question earlier, but I'm going to ask no, my real okay. final question <laughs> no, <you're fine. laughs> now. So I just got back. There was a, a two-handed uh -huh. coaching camp that we did at Kegel. Yeah. And uh, so I was curious because there were so many young players down there. Um, are you seeing some interest in the two-handed technique from on the on the girls' side and on the ladies' side? And do you see that coming? Is that going to be is that going to be happening in the near future? You so, think, or do you think it's going to stick mostly with the I guys? I think it could. I think it. I think it'll take a little longer. I think it'll stick mostly with the guys. But I do think that the girls are intrigued. Uh, you know, I think it's something because of speed and technique that it really has to be started early on. Like, you know, me and some of my girls have joked around with trying to fool with it I don't have the rhythm or you know I, I just can't get my speed up to do that but I will say and I don't remember who it was I had a comment on my fan page just right after I won I think and it was a gentleman saying that his daughter was working on the two-handed thing because the the thing that she noticed was there weren't any two-handers and she wanted to be that first one uh, which I thought was really interesting and you know uh, I guess pretty cool that is cool all right. Well, thank you, Josie, so much for uh, for taking time to join us today. And uh, yeah, no problem. Best of luck throughout this uh, this summer and the rest of your events here on tour. And uh, we'll look forward to having you back on again sometime. Awesome. Thank you.